Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about learning disability. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash learning disability or in the development section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's get straight into it. Learning disability is a general umbrella term that encompasses a range of different conditions that affect the ability of the child to develop new skills. The extent to which they're affected varies from mild to severe. In mild cases, the child may simply need extra time and help with learning new skills. And in severe cases, there can be significant intellectual impairment and they may need help with all activities of daily living. There are a few specific types of learning disability. Dyslexia refers to a specific difficulty in reading, writing and spelling. Dysgraphia refers to specific difficulty in writing. Dyspraxia, which is also known as developmental coordination disorder, refers to a specific difficulty in physical coordination. It's more common in boys. It presents with delayed gross and fine motor skills and a child that appears clumsy. Auditory processing disorder refers to a specific difficulty in processing auditory information. Nonverbal learning disability refers to a specific difficulty in processing nonverbal information, such as body language and facial expressions. Profound and multiple learning disability refers to severe difficulties across multiple areas, often requiring help with aspects of daily life. Let's talk about classification. The severity of the learning disability is based on the IQ, which is the intelligence quotient. An IQ of 55 to 70 is mild. An IQ of 40 to 55 is moderate. An IQ of 25 to 40 is severe. And an IQ below 25 is profound. Let's talk about the causes. Often there's no clear cause for the learning disability. A family history of learning disability increases the risk. Environmental factors such as abuse, neglect, psychological trauma and toxins can all increase the risk. Certain conditions are strongly associated with learning disability and these are genetic disorders such as Down syndrome, Antenatal problems such as fetal alcohol syndrome and maternal chickenpox. Problems at birth such as prematurity and hypoxic ischemic encephalopathy. Problems in early childhood such as meningitis, autism and epilepsy. Let's talk about management. The key to managing learning disability is with a multidisciplinary approach to support the parents and the child. This involves health visitors, social workers, schools, educational psychologists, paediatricians, GPs and nurses, occupational therapists and speech and language therapists. Now for a Tom tip. Examiners may test you on your communication with somebody who has learning disability. Remember to involve the child in any discussions where appropriate regardless of their intellectual ability. When talking to someone with a learning disability, it becomes more important to make things simple to understand, give only small amounts of information at a time, and check their understanding. 
Use tools to assist your communication, such as pictures and emojis. For example, there's a pain scale with a series of faces from happy to sad that can be used to help patients with learning disabilities communicate their level of pain. Next, let's talk about capacity. It's important to remember that capacity is decision-specific and having learning disability does not prevent patients from being able to make their own decisions. They may require more time, more effort and decision aids to be able to fulfil the criteria for capacity to make a decision. It may take several attempts on different days or at different times of day to be able to allow them to make their decision. Capacity becomes more important as they approach adulthood as most decisions about a child will be made by their parents or guardian. To have capacity, a patient must demonstrate the ability to understand the decision that needs to be made, retain the information long enough to make the decision, weigh up the options and the implications of choosing each option, and communicate their decision. Finally, a Tom tip on capacity. Remember the four key words for demonstrating capacity. Understand, retain, weigh up and communicate, as these are very frequently tested in exams. Remember that capacity is decision-specific. For example, someone may have the capacity to decide what to have for breakfast, but not have the capacity to decide whether to undergo complex surgery. So thanks for listening to this episode on learning disability. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you found the podcast helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Pediatrics book. You can find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. And you can find notes, videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerotofinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll talk about delayed puberty.